Hello, and welcome to Just Buds. When you're here, we'll talk about anything and everything from the mundane to the out of this world. I'm Jay-Z, and question for y'all, how old do I look with a clean shave? Well, I guess I have stubble now. Today we're talking about self-awareness. Self-aware. Goddamn. I'm amazing. Let's light up and get elevated. amigos, espero que estén bien. Les mando amor y buenas vibras. For my non-Spanish speaking peeps out there, hello friends. I hope you are all doing well. I'm sending you love and good vibes. Today we're talking about self-awareness. All episodes prior to this one have been a buildup specifically for today's conversation. We're going to discuss different things, so get comfortable and potentially be prepared to get uncomfortable. Don't worry though, you aren't alone in this. We will be taking a few breaks throughout this episode because there is a lot to discuss and it will be nice to give our brains a little break here and there. Before we dive into the importance of self-awareness, how to recognize it, learn about yourself, practice it, and interacting with those who might not be, I want to stress the importance that this is in all aspects related to mental health. I am not a mental health professional, and what I am sharing here is based on my experience, what I have learned, and the research I have done. My goal through sharing this information is to offer you but one perspective of how you can identify things for yourself and understand yourself. I know that there is currently a lot of content out there that people are putting out that falls within this realm and people consuming it are using it to self to self-identify a mental health diagnosis. I want to stress that type of content should not be used to self-identify. In most cases, the media you are consuming is generalized to apply to wider audiences. In all cases, you should speak with someone who is qualified to give you a diagnosis. It is one thing to use this media as a tool to help you gain an understanding of yourself and recognize habits, but it is not something that is meant to give you a diagnosis or a final answer. Therapy is important, and yes, it is uncomfortable to speak to a stranger about what is going on internally, but speaking with someone who can give you that one-on-one -on -one attention that is crucial for a proper diagnosis. In general, being able to speak to someone one-on-one -on -one who is there to listen to you and your story will be helpful in your exploration of yourself. I know that we live in an age where mental health is not often prioritized or where it isn't the most accessible thing, but there are resources out there. I know that a lot of universities that have a counseling program sometimes offer low cost counseling to community members so that students enrolled in those programs can gain experience. There has been a slight shift during these pandemic times where there is an increased amount of individuals focusing on themselves and their mental health, and that is uplifting to see. I want to share a quote with you that I want you to hold in the back of your head, 
or mind and think about after today's conversation or as we go throughout this conversation. This is a quote from Carl Gustav Jung, who was a psychiatrist and psychoanalyst and who was mentored by and worked alongside Sigmund Freud and helped continue his work. As I mentioned in the introduction, my bachelor's degree was a focus on child and family sciences and the work that Carl G. Jung conducted had a great influence in helping to understand child development. I remember going down a rabbit hole trying to learn more about Jung and Freud, Fruit Freud, and the work they did. In that rabbit hole, I came across a quote from Jung that I think ties in beautifully into today's conversation. And that is, the world will ask you who you are. And if you don't know, the world will tell you. So I want y'all just to keep that in the back of your mind or write it down somewhere. It definitely has stuck with me since my undergrad days. So let's dive in by first defining what self-awareness is. Self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand your own thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Self-awareness can be being conscious of what you determine to be a strength, weakness, your values, beliefs, and motivations. Self-awareness can be developed through self-reflection, introspection, and feedback from others. Self-awareness is important for personal growth and development because it allows for an individual to identify areas within themselves in which they would like to focus on, make different decisions, and communicate with others effectively. It can also help with better managing emotions and reactions, which can lead to better relationships and overall well-being. Self-awareness is a key component of emotional intelligence, which is the ability to recognize and manage your own emotions as well as the emotions of others. Emotional intelligence has been linked to success in many areas of life, including relationships, work, and leadership. For those of you that want to learn more about emotional intelligence, I did recommend reading Emotional Intelligence 2.0, which I briefly talked about in the Starting Over episode. The journey to being self-aware is a process and it is important to note that someone can be both self-aware and underwear at different times or in different areas of their life. Self-awareness is not a fixed state. It's a state of being that varies depending on the situation, context, or emotional state of a person. For example, someone may be highly self-aware in their work life, but less self-aware in their personal relationships. Or someone could be self-aware about certain aspects of their, of their personality, but unaware of how their behavior actually affects others. People can have blind spots or biases that prevent them from being fully self-aware in certain areas. These blind spots could be due to cultural or social conditioning from previous experience or cognitive biases. Let's take a little break and give our minds some space to process and decompress for a moment.
Alrighty, everyone, let's regroup. Speaking from my own experience, being self-aware is a journey in learning about yourself, and it can be a truly uncomfortable experience. It takes effort, patience, and consistency and practice to remain self-aware. Depending on why you are seeking to become self-aware, the journey will always be different. Not all people, not all people are capable or have the opportunity to explore who they are and to become aware of themselves. The reality is we all face obstacles that do prevent us from living a life in which we are aware of ourselves and the world. With that, let's dive into why being self-aware is beneficial for your personal growth and development, as well as for success in various areas of your life. Here are some reasons. Self-awareness can lead to improved decision-making by understanding your values and motivations and biases. You can make decisions that are better aligned with yourself. Self-awareness can lead to better relationships by improving communication, empathy, and emotional regulation within yourself. Self-awareness is a key component of emotional intelligence which has been linked to success in many areas of life, including work, leadership, and relationships. Self-awareness can help individuals identify areas for improvement and work towards personal growth and development. Self-awareness can help you better manage stressors in your life, which can overall improve your well-being. Self-awareness can lead to increased self-confidence by helping you to recognize your strengths and weaknesses and develop a more realistic and positive self-image that is not based on other perspectives. Being self-aware or becoming self-aware is a process in learning about yourself. Everyone's process will be unique and the tools we all use will be different. Some of the things that I'm going to share for learning about yourself and the tools you can use, I have shared some of these in the previous episodes. So if you've been listening, some of this may sound repetitive and I think it will still be helpful to listen because I'm going to say in a different way and sometimes things make better sense when we say them in a different form. Learning and understanding yourself is a lifelong process. I know there are people who are certain that they know themselves now and won't change. And that is unfortunate that they choose to think think that and are opposed to any notion that they'll change. But life happens and things happen every day that can change our perspectives and changes internally. So here are some things you can do. Number one, self-reflection. Take time to reflect on your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Consider what you like and dislike, what makes you happy and sad, what motivates you and challenges you. Writing in a journal or talking to a trusted friend or a professional can be helpful. Explore your interest. Engage in activities that interest you. Whether it's a hobby, sport, or creative pursuit, this can help you learn more about your likes and dislikes and what brings you joy. 
That was number two. Number three, take personality tests or look at your zodiac. Take personality tests such as the Myers-Briggs, the Big Five, or the Enneagram. Or look at your astrological chart. There are a lot of apps that can give you a breakdown on your astrological chart. I recently started using Sanctuary or The Pattern is another great app. These tests or looking into looking into your astrological chart can help you gain insight into your strengths, weaknesses, and preferences. For me, my Myers-Briggs, I am an INFJT or known as the Turbulent Advocate. My Enneagram, I'm a type one with wing two, which is the perfectionist and the giver. For my astrological chart, my sun and moon are in Taurus and my ascendant is in Cancer. I'm not gonna get too much into these, but whether you believe in any of these or not, I do believe that they can help guide you in your understanding and learning about yourself. I do not believe that they are all encompassing or that they are the answer because the reality is that people are much more complex than the sum of those generalized traits. If you do take any of these tests or look into your astrological chart, let me know what comes up for you. I would love to hear it. Now, let's continue with number four. It's important to seek feedback, ask friends, family, or colleagues for feedback on what they assess as your strengths and areas for improvement. This can help you learn how about how others perceive you and gain a better understanding of your own strengths and weaknesses. Five, set goals. Set goals for yourself and work towards achieving them that are aligned with you. This can help you identify your values and priorities and give you a sense of purpose and direction. Number six, practice self-care. Taking, of your, taking care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally can help you learn about your needs and what makes you feel happy and fulfilled. This can include getting enough sleep, eating well, exercising, and engaging in activities that help you relax and recharge. There are plenty of other ways you can learn about yourself. So use this list as a guide to explore your own methods, your own methods to your own madness. Here are some tools and techniques that you can use to become more self-aware or just better in understanding yourself. Just as well, practices that you can continue to use to work on your self-awareness and remain in that zone. Number one, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness involves paying attention to your thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations in the present moment. This can help you become more aware of your experiences and reactions and can help you develop a greater sense of self-awareness. Number two, journaling. Writing down your thoughts, emotions, and experiences in a journal can help you reflect on your life and gain insights into your patterns of thinking and behavior. You've probably heard about journaling from a lot of people, and I know for me, it has always been a challenge to journal. Like I honestly have not enjoyed it or felt like it helped me in any way. What I had learned is the type of journaling I was doing was not meant for me. I was simply just writing how I was feeling, 
did throughout the day and hoping and hoping for. And it got me nowhere. It wasn't until I started journaling or I guess documenting my experiences to use them as a form to talk to others that it really helped me in understanding myself. So find the right type of journaling for you. Number three, meditation. Practicing mindfulness meditation can help individuals become more aware of their thoughts and emotions and develop a greater sense of self-awareness. Number four, mind-body practices. Engaging in mind-body practices such as yoga or tai chi can help can help you become more aware of your physical sensations and develop a greater mind-body connection. Number five, engage in self-reflection. Regularly take time to reflect on your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. This can help you become more aware of patterns and your tendencies and can help you find your can help you identify areas for growth and development. Practicing self-reflection exercise such as asking yourself open-ended questions about personal, about your personal values, goals, and motivations can help you gain insights into yourself. Number six, therapy. Working with a therapist can help you explore your thoughts, emotions, and behavior patterns in a safe and supportive environment and gain greater self-awareness. I know therapy is not the most enjoyable thing for a lot of people because speaking to a stranger is uncomfortable. Just being vulnerable is uncomfortable. But if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you will learn so much about yourself and have an easier time accepting yourself and being comfortable within your own skin. Seven, be open to learning. Be open to new experiences and perspectives and be willing to learn from any mistakes or failures. This can help you gain insights and perspectives and can help you grow and develop as a person. Eight, practice self-compassion. Being kind and compassionate to yourselves can help you become more aware of your emotions and your needs. Instead of judging or criticizing yourself, Practice self-compassion by acknowledging your feelings and treating yourself with kindness and understanding. I know that it can be really hard to be kind and give yourself grace. From my own experiences, something that I've always struggled with. But if you can give yourself the grace and kindness that you show to others, you will truly be able to grow within yourself by allowing those failures to not consume you and think about them too much. Overall, the key to developing self-awareness or remaining self-aware is to approach it with an open and curious mind and to be willing to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behavior patterns, the good and the bad, in a non-judgmental and compassionate way. Speaking from my experience, it is a really hard thing to do because I am definitely my own worst critic. And I think that is usually true for everyone. It's that time again for a little break.
Alrighty, everyone, let's regroup. Now that we have discussed what self-awareness is and ways in which you can gain self-awareness within yourself, I also want to touch on what are things that could be that could be preventing you from being aware in certain areas of your life. Avoidance or denial. Some individuals may consciously or unconsciously avoid exploring their thoughts, emotions, and behavior patterns due to fear, shame, or discomfort. Two is introspection. Some individuals may not have developed the habit of being introspective, which is the process of examining your own thoughts and feelings. Without that regular introspection, individuals may not be aware of their thoughts, emotions, and behavior patterns, and what harm they may be causing to others. Three, distractions. In today's world, there are so many distractions, one which lives in our pockets all the time, and that can prevent us from becoming self-aware. Because we live in a world where we have a lot of distractions with our cell phones, social media, TV, that does consume up a lot of our time and energy, which leaves little time or room for that self-reflection, right? How many of you wake up and the first thing you do is check your phone, check all your social media to see for notifications? And the next thing you know, you're just moving on throughout your day because you have to get to work. Or at the end of the day, rather than doing something like reflecting or journaling, you're just on your phone scrolling through TikTok or Twitter. I'm guilty of Twitter. (laughs) But it's important that we focus on limiting those distractions so that we can self-reflect. Number four is negative self-talk. Negative self-talk or, the, or criticizing yourself harshly can prevent you from developing self-awareness because it creates a negative or judgmental inner dialogue that you just don't even want to listen to. So you tune everything out. Tune out yourself. Five, lack of feedback. Sometimes if we don't get feedback from others, we may not be aware of the blind spots that we have or areas where we could be improving, it can be difficult to always see our own blind spots without that outside feedback. Six, mental health issues. Some mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, or substance abuse can interfere with our self-awareness by clouding our thoughts and emotions. I'm not gonna get too very deep into these but I do want to talk about them because I have personally struggled with each of these myself. Depression and anxiety. People who are struggling with depression or anxiety may have difficulty being self-aware because their negative thoughts and emotions cloud their judgment and everything they see. They can't see things objectively. We can also struggle with low self-esteem and self-doubt, which can make it challenging to explore our thoughts, emotions, and behavior patterns in a non-judgmental and compassionate way. Substance abuse can impair our cognitive functioning or cognitive function and alter our perception of reality, which can make it difficult to be self-aware. Those of us who have struggled or are struggling with substance abuse 
sometimes also have difficulty regulating our emotions and behavior, which can further hinder our ability to develop self-awareness. Trauma. Those of us who have experienced trauma, and almost everyone has, do have a difficulty of being self-aware because our past traumatic experiences do create emotional, emotional and psychological barriers that can prevent us from exploring certain thoughts, emotions, and behavior patterns. With that, we can struggle with disassociation or have a nature of being avoidant, which can further hinder our ability to develop self-awareness. Your mental health and mental state of being do have a significant impact on self-awareness. It is important to prioritize your mental health and seek appropriate support and treatment if needed in order to develop and maintain self-awareness and live a healthy lifestyle. I want to clarify that mental health issues are not an issue. We're simply in a state of being where our mental health is not at 100%. Just like anything else related to health, when it comes to mental health conditions, we need to find the right medicine to get back into a healthy space. We don't talk about these conditions openly most of the time, and it is hard to make yourself vulnerable to speak about what is going on internally. I have learned that through speaking about these conditions openly, that I have had an easier time in navigating myself through my downs and being comfortable asking for help. While we can't change the world of today to be somewhere that respects the obstacles that individuals with mental health conditions are going through, we can begin to influence change by being open to talking about those conditions with others and providing perspective. Remember, it's okay to feel good one day and then the next feel down. Don't be harsh on yourself when you're feeling down. It's natural for your energy to fluctuate just like everything else fluctuates in life. I'm sure that is a lot to think about. Maybe you are now running through your own mind. So let's take a moment to decompress and recenter ourselves. It's time for another break. Fuck that shit. Alrighty, everyone, let's regroup. Most likely, we have all dealt with some toxic individuals or people that are just negative about everything. Sometimes those individuals can be toxic or negative because maybe they aren't self-aware. So if you find yourself in those situations where you consistently or having to interact with toxic, negative individuals, there are some things you can do to protect yourself, your person, and your energy. This one can be hard for people. Set boundaries. It is important to set boundaries with individuals who are toxic or negative. 
This could involve limiting contact with them, avoiding certain topics of conversation, such as politics, or being clear about what behaviors are not acceptable when you're around them. The second one is to stay calm when you're, when you're interacting with someone who is toxic or negative. It is important to remain calm and avoid reacting emotionally. This can help prevent the situation from escalating and allow yourself to respond in a more constructive way. Three, be empathetic. It can be difficult to try to understand where a toxic or negative person is coming from. Often, those individuals who are toxic or negative are struggling with their own issues and honestly are most likely not aware of how their behaving behavior is affecting others. However, just because they're not aware of how their behavior is affecting others does not mean that you have to accept it. And that's where boundaries and communicating from a place of calmness is important. Number four, communicate clearly. When communicating with these types of individuals who have that nature of being toxic or negative or just down, it's important to be clear and direct. Use I statements to express how their behavior is affecting you and avoid blaming or criticizing them. Five, focus on solutions. Rather than dwelling on that negative behavior, try to focus on solutions. An example is, you know, if a person is always complaining, suggest finding ways to solve the problem or focus on the positive aspects of the situation. Six, seek support. It can always be helpful to seek support from friends, family, or professionals, or a colleague. They can be a sounding board and help you develop coping strategies for dealing with toxic or negative people. Interacting with someone who's not self-aware and is toxic or negative is challenging. It is important to set boundaries, stay calm, be empathetic, communicate, communicate clearly, and focus solutions and seek support when needed. But always remember to prioritize yourself and never let yourself be, be consumed in someone else's toxicity or negativity. Now that we've talked about what self-awareness is, how you can practice self-awareness, maintain it, and deal with individuals who may not be self-aware, we're gonna talk about gaining self-awareness in other ways. Self-awareness can be explored through other means, maybe by hanging out with some fun guys or partaking in some of the devil's lettuce. I want to first stress that I'm not promoting the use of anything for anyone. I am simply talking about it based on my experiences and the research that I have done on the limited research that is available out there. While the effects of cannabis on self-awareness do vary depending on an individual and the specific strains and dosage of cannabis consumed, some people do find that cannabis enhances their self-awareness by either increasing their ability to focus, to be introspect, or connect with their inner emotions and thoughts. Others do find that cannabis actually 
has the opposite effect. They can causes them causing them to feel detached or dissociated from their experiences. The research on the effects of cannabis on self-awareness is limited and is conflicting. There are studies that suggest cannabis can cannabis can impair your self-awareness and decisioning, while other studies suggest that it can enhance your self-awareness and creativity. In my experience, self-awareness definitely makes me much more aware of myself. It truly dives me in, into an introspective state where I think very deeply about things, about things that have happened, about my emotions, about what I'm feeling in the moment. It definitely makes me very aware of myself. When I'm around others and we're having conversations, it takes me down a deep path. Maybe something that does not need to be so deep becomes so deep because that's just the way my mind operates. I also want to note that cannabis does have some negative side effects, such as it does impair your coordination, sometimes your memory and concentration. And for some individuals, it can be addictive. Yes, while some may find that cannabis enhances their self-awareness, it is important to approach cannabis use with caution and awareness of the potential risk and side effects. If you are considering using cannabis, start with a low dose and be mindful of the effects it has on your mind and body. Journal about it. It's also a good idea to consult with a healthcare professional before using cannabis or any other substance for medicinal or, thera or therapeutic purposes. For now, that's as deep as I will get to talking about cannabis for now. And that is also a little snippet into the next episodes to come, where we will be talking about cannabis in various aspects. So stay tuned for that. Wow, we went over a lot today. If you're feeling a little overwhelmed about everything, I want you to pause and do a breathing exercise or go back to an, one of the exercises I had earlier. Becoming self-aware in not just one area of your life, but in all, is a process that takes patience, practice, mindfulness, and compassion, and adapting to what you learn for yourself. Through this process, you will maybe do a lot of things that feel uncomfortable and push you out of your comfort zone. If you want to explore coming out of your comfort zone and things that can look like. I did do an episode prior to this one talking about coming out of your comfort zone. You can also use some of what I've talked about in this episode to explore your comfort zone and come out of that comfort zone. If you're on a journey of self-awareness, I would love to hear about it. I would love to learn what you have learned about yourself and what tools and techniques worked for you if you're open to sharing that. If you're opening yourself to being aware, know that you may face setbacks here and there, but that is all part of the growth process. If you're ever in a situation where you're feeling overwhelmed and you get really in your head, this is something that I like to do, which is S-R-P-M. Stop, reflect, pivot, move forward. 
I will stop and do a breathing exercise or do something that distracts my mind. Sometimes I will play a game of chess. I love chess. Then I will reflect and ask myself these questions. Am I enjoying myself right now? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling like that? Is it relevant? What can I do now? After asking myself those questions, I am usually able to pivot or refocus and move forward. Maybe not on what I was originally working on or worrying about. And it has been helpful in not letting myself get consumed in worry or negative feelings. Know that I am rooting for you and sending you all the good vibes in your journey. I'm going to say it again. Life is not a race. At the end, we all meet the same fate. So instead of focusing about getting to the end or some specific goal, focus on how you get there, what you do, and who you are along the way. Remember, Carl G. Jung said, the world will ask you who you are, and if you don't know, the world will tell you. Make sure to follow us on the socials and wherever you listen to your podcast and let your friends know about us. If you ever have any feedback or questions, shoot us a message. I'm Jay-Z, and thank you for joining us today. Wishing y'all only beautiful things. See y'all later.